Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study through the book of 2 Timothy. And I am excited to get into this here today because we're going to be looking at verse 6 of 2 Timothy. And we're going to be looking on the laying on of hands and, of course, the gifts that Timothy has been endowed with spiritually. And we're going to be looking at some of these concepts as to how they work together and how important it is when you're discipling someone to go and to stir up those gifts. But let's go ahead and let's read our text here this morning, 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, and Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you and being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given in Christ Jesus before time began. But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words, which you have heard from me, in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit, who dwells in us. This you know, that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenus. The Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy in the Lord in that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. Man, I just really love this chapter. I really hope that you're enjoying this chapter and just reading it through. But our text here this morning is specifically verse 6. It says, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Now, this is important to understand whether you're the one who's being discipled or you're the one who's doing the discipling. Because if you're the one who's being discipled, well, then you need to receive the message that the Apostle Paul is giving here. And if you're the one who's doing the discipling, then you're the one who needs to go and to remind people of this message and to tell people this message and a few other things that we're going to be looking at. But the the first thing that I want you to realize is that God is a giver of gifts. He is a giver of gifts, and he gives to each of his children, he gives them spiritual gifts, and he is allotted for good works that he wants you to walk in. Now, 
If we were to go and to pair this with the book of Ephesus, or excuse me, Ephesians, <laughs> to the church in Ephesus, which is where Timothy was pastoring. So there is a connection here to this church. The Apostle Paul in uh, Ephesians chapter 1 talks a lot about our adoption, talks about how he is, he's uh, adopted us. He talks about um, our inheritance that's there. And of course, if we go and we look at that into Ephesians 2, we can understand part of our inheritance is good works. Ephesians 2.10, he's given us good works that we should walk in. And so as that's part of our inheritance, now being adopted into the uh, the family of God, it means, and I'm going to be going over this this idea really quickly here, so so I hope that you catch it because it is really important. But being adopted into the family of God, it means that you have the standing of a firstborn son in the family of God, which is referring to a position of inheritance. You see, what would happen is that when they were going to divvy up the inheritance, let's say there were two sons, uh, you would they would go and take, with those two sons, they would go and take three portions, and they would go and give the first son, the oldest son, the firstborn son, one portion, and they would give the uh, secondborn son the, the next portion, and then they would take that third portion, and they would give it to the firstborn son again. He would get a double portion in inheritance. He would have that position of inheritance, the first inheritance and a double portion of inheritance. That's what we have in Christ. And it is uh, that of, of gifts are part of our inheritance, that of, of spiritual gifts, and of course, of good works, which require spiritual gifts in order to accomplish these good works that he wants us to walk in. So God has double the portion of gifts that he wants you to walk in. He has double the portion of gifts for you to receive. And so you need to remember Remember that God is a giver of spiritual gifts. Do you realize that? And of course, you ought to press in and seek to develop these gifts. You ought to press in and seek for more gifts. And I, and I truly believe those who diligently seek God and diligently are pressing into God, God is going to give more spiritual gifts. Those who don't do anything with it, well, it's going to atrophy. You're going to lose those things. It's not going to be good. But if you're constantly pressing to expand, constantly pressing to do more for God, constantly pressing and saying, Lord, can you enable me with more? And we're going to see here some of this inheritance tomorrow when we look at verse 7. But, but we see here this concept of God is the giver of gifts, and you need to remember that. Well, everybody needs to remember this, but specifically, if you're being discipled, you need to remember that you have gifts, and God has given you gifts. Now, if you're the one doing the discipling, you need to remind that person that they have gifts, that God has given them gifts. And of course, if you know them, you should point out the gifts that God has given them. Be specific. Tell them, look, God has given you this gift. He has given you this gift. Use it for him. I, you know, I don't know who's listening to this, but I, I hope it's, it's more than just me talking to myself. But if you are listening, God has given you gifts. I don't necessarily know what they are. If you know me personally, come and ask me. Maybe I'll, I'll know. But God has given you gifts. He wants you to use those gifts. Don't forget about those gifts. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gifts. Now, this is important. What does it mean here to stir up 
It means it's, first of all, a continuous action. And so it's continually stir up. This isn't something that, oh, I just spun the spoon one time and it's stirred up. No, this is constantly stirring. This is constantly trying to bring these gifts up. And that is important to understand. But in order to stir up these gifts, that means you have to look for opportunities to use these gifts. You know, so many times people go and they they find out what their gift is or somebody tells them what their gift is or people come out and they constantly say, look, wow, God has really given you a gift for this or God has really given you a gift for that. And then they never stir up those gifts. They never look for opportunity to use them or they never prepare themselves. This is part of stirring up, preparing yourself to be ready to use it. You, you know, a gift that, that God has given me is, is one of, of preaching or teaching and, and, and that the pulpit ministry. And, and there have been times in my life when I don't always have a consistent pulpit to go and get behind. And it hasn't been very much actually in my adult life. In fact, just a few months really that, that I, I haven't had that. But in those few months, I was stirring up the gift that God had given me by being constantly prepared, even when I had no future promise of preaching anywhere, no future promise of teaching anywhere, I would go and every week prepare a sermon. Why? Was it because I had this arrogant expectation? No, it's because I recognized the gift that God had given me, and I said, Lord, I'm going to stir up what you have given me. I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to look for opportunity. And when you bring opportunity, I'm going to say yes to that opportunity. Stir up the gifts that God has given you. Now, I want you to see this too, because this is really important. It says, uh, and I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Because what I've been talking about so far is really something that's in general, and it applies to gifts, but now I, I want to move to something that's a little bit more specific. And this is important. You know, God goes and he gives you gifts. He gives you some kind of spiritual gift. There's no doubt if you're saved, you have a spiritual gift. You need to stir it up. You need to use it for him. But there are then other gifts that God gives, and he chooses to give it through the line of authority that he has set over you. And this is generally, you look at this through your pastor. Maybe it might be, it could be a guest speaker that's coming in or or something like that, a guest pastor that's coming in and preaching or a missionary or an evangelist, somebody like that who comes into your to, to your congregation and, and they come and they preach. And they might go and get a, a, uh, a word from God and they go in the authority that God has given them and they will lay their hands on you and they will bless you giving the message that God has given them and is evident in your life and they are, one, confirming the spiritual gift that God has, has given you, but then sometimes they're also anointing you there for a special ministry at that point in time. And when that happens, you need to go and to remember those moments. It, it does. It's not going to happen to everybody, but it does happen to some people, and perhaps it'll happen to you, and you need to go and to remember that, and then you need to stir up that gift. And it's given through the line of authority that God has set. So therefore, it's in a, a specific order 
of the church, and God is working in that order, and because it's in alignment with God's will, God goes and he honors that, and he goes and and he blesses that person, and they have that special anointing. You think about Elijah and Elisha. Elijah gets ready to go, and he ends up getting taken up with, with God. Uh, you know, fiery chariots come and get him and, and, and take him up to heaven. And he, he goes and he turns to Elisha and he says, Elisha, you know, uh, what is it that you'd ask for me? And Elisha, of course, you know, he goes and says, look, I, I want a double spirit, right? I want, I want twice the spirit that you got, Elijah. Seems like a pretty bold thing to ask for, in my opinion. But nonetheless, he did it. And Elijah's like, well, that's pretty tough. But if you see me go up, that's the blessing. You have it. You have it then. And we go and we see that it was given through proper submission to authority and there through, of course, the authority, the one in order going and asking, in this sense, asking, but it was uh, in that engaging in it by going and saying, here, here, look, what, you know, what is it that I can give you on my way out? And uh, we, we look at that concept of God blessed that of both the asking from Elisha, but then also the engagement of Elijah in the authority of Elijah that was over. He had, he had placed his mantle earlier at the beginning of the calling of Elisha on Elisha. That's the type of thing that we're talking about here, that the Apostle Paul is going and referring to to Pastor Timothy. And I want you to realize this and remember it because it's possible that this happens in your life. But if that happens, you specifically have the obligation and you specifically need to be reminded, stir up that gift. Stir it up. Keep using it because it is a special anointing from God. It is one that's that's recognized. It's one that's in order. It's one that God says, look, I'm giving this to you. This is this is part of your life's purpose. I'm giving this to you in a special way. And so as it's in accordance with my order, as it's in accordance with my blessing, as it's in accordance with, with the person that I put over you, you need to walk in that gift. It's it's something that, that the man of God who's in authority uh, goes and he is walking in obedience. The, the person who is receiving the gift is to be in authority, or not in authority, but in submission and in, in order uh, under the authority. And therefore, he's receiving it. The people who are around watching it are witnesses to this thing, and they go, and it is a public proclamation through the laying on of hands that this person is, is has this gift and God is going to use them in a specific way and God promises to do it, but you have an obligation to stir that up. So, so what is it that I want to leave you with here this morning? It's simply this. Remember the gifts that God has given you. Remember to stir them up. And if you're discipling someone, remind the person you're discipling that God has given them gifts and that they need to stir up these gifts. Well, thank you for listening. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.
yet see it, you can believe it, the work has already begun, know that God's up to something, a miracle.